Hi, I'm Jen. And I'm Trevor. And together, we're We're Occasionally Interesting, interesting. the podcast where a couple travels the world interviewing the most interesting people they meet along the way. Sometimes it will be sweet, often entertaining, rarely conservative, frequently informative, occasionally occasionally interesting. interesting. I think that that segues well into our, our last question of not every, not every conversation needs to be some enlightened spiritual awakening. Um, what is, what is small talk? What, is, what does small talk mean to you? What relationship do you have with small talk? I don't know what that means. Like, I mean, I, I don't know how to define that. Like, and if somebody I'm standing in front of in the checkout line, you know, asking me how I cook my snap peas. Like, is that small talk? I mean, if that's up to you to define. Yeah. I don't know if I believe in small talk. Go on. I mean, you have no, you have different interactions with people, right? Like, I mean, I've had some profound interactions with people that lasted a second. Yeah. Eye contact. No word ever spoken, right? We've all had those. Mm-hmm. Right now, you can absolutely picture someone, maybe even just their eyes, right? That you saw them and they saw you and it was like, boom, right? Maybe whoever it was, right? In whatever way. We've all had that. So if, if you're open to it, it's always there. You don't always see, you don't always take it, but it's always there, right? So I think I probably miss opportunities because I'm in my head, and maybe that's what small talk is. It's when I'm not really there, uh, and it's some automatic response because I'm not present, because I'm, I'm, I'm not present at that moment, and so some automatic thing happens, and I, maybe I miss something cool. Maybe that's it. I don't know. Like Never been asked that, that question automated, before. Automated uh, small talk. So we started this podcast in part because uh, we were both coming from like uh, corporate America jobs, where uh, both of us were sort of forced into these uh, sort of almost ritualistic small talk like com- yeah, scripts of conversation of Hey, how you doing today? You know, what can I get you? What's how oh, the weather? Yeah, it's sunny. Yeah, we both were just outside. Great. Um, which you know, I, I think because I think there are varieties of small talk. I think that's one that's particularly just mind-numbing and distasteful especially when you do it for years on end it just becomes so every single day with the same person every single day multiplied by 30 people at least and yeah it's just tiring um and it is difficult to sometimes especially in the states and depending on where you find yourself to find people to connect with on a deeper level in some points it's just maybe Perhaps i'm not brave own. enough i guess to interrupt that small talk like if somebody says Hey, how you doing? I mean, I guess I like, you know, at work, I've told you, I've, I grew rapport with some people of being like, I don't like this. This makes me feel really forced into an inauthentic situation. I appreciate that you're acknowledging that I'm another human passing by you in physical space, but could you please do that with a nod instead of asking me a question where I have to say something untrue <laughs> and then people <laughs> would nod at me. Um, but I could, I didn't ever say that to, you know my direct superiors and those were some of the ones that were like most painful the ones who like loved small talk the very most and it would be yeah just the same exact exchange of words every single day for years every time we saw each other's face and it just be like oh god it just hurts my soul so much to be forced into inauthenticity but i guess i guess maybe what we've learned here today is that that's a narrative i'm telling myself and i'm not forced into it and i could have the courage or the whatever to interrupt that and say something different or keep doing exactly the same thing but just perceive it in a different way 
because <clears throat> hurt you know hurt the only the only person that can hurt your soul is you yeah by a long shot yeah i would say the only person that can hurt you is you but if you want to really nail it down the only person who hurts your soul is you only you yeah so that that's a choice right you could choose not to do that you could perceive that interaction in a different way so okay you're not gonna get a deep connection meaningful connection with somebody at the water cooler in the elevator connection it's about being forced into an authenticity well just yeah i mean i suppose i'm forcing me but my perception of uh, societal norms and politeness and how to be a good employee is to there's absolutely a way to physically do every single thing exactly the same and not be hurt by it there's absolutely a way like when you meet these people, when you, when you walk down the street and, and you look at somebody, smile at them. Don't fake smile at them. Actually drag up a smile from inside you. It won't be hard. Trust me. And literally smile at them. Just think, this world is amazing. This world is absolutely beautiful and amazing. And smile. And your interaction with that person will be totally, totally different for you. Maybe it's exactly the same for them. Maybe it's not. Maybe they can feel a difference. Maybe they can't. Who knows? Doesn't matter. It'll be very different for you, right? Mm -hmm. The world is beautiful, and it's really important to point that out because all of this beauty is unnecessary, (laughs) right? Yeah. The world would work perfectly as it does without the beauty. We just came from a meeting where we were talking to like a data guy, and he was telling me, Graphic design, branding, it's all totally unnecessary and doesn't lead to like anything converting better. And I'm like, I can't accept this. Like this, this, this is, I I disagree with him on that. This is the foundation of my soul is that like beauty and art. And like, even if that is as simple as like, you know, the color of the button and the color of the outline of the button, like I believe that tells a different story. It does. And so what story is the beauty in the world telling us? Because it would still work. Airplanes would still fly. Trees would still grow. The sun would still set if none of those things were beautiful. If butterflies and dogs and flowers and sunsets were ugly or bland, everything would still work. Mm-hmm. The beauty is unnecessary in that it's more than we need. It's a gift, right? The beauty of the world is a gift for us. That is given to us and to me. That is what proves to me that there is a God that loves us, the universe, right? And that's how I know that the universe loves us. (laughs) He's saying universe. He's saying whatever, and he already said he defined God as reality, and he's not talking about, you know, talking about. I'm not talking about Charlton Heston up in the sky with a staff and a beard. (laughs) If that's how you want to perceive it, great. It doesn't matter. Jen would have described described herself as an atheist. I, I mean, again, how would you describe se- your... semantics and the concept and like how you define God and whatnot, because I certainly believe in the universe and a an power greater than myself. Who doesn't believe in God. Yes, because popular definition of God in my culture is one of Christianity. And I do not believe in that. But I would say concept. not being a Christian. I would not say it's being an atheist. This is I don't think. <laughs> I do not think that that any atheist, any reasonable atheist who's who I've ever met. Of course, there's like trolls and haters who aren't like thinking through their philosophies. But any atheist who has come to this conclusion deliberately and like is 
it's not somebody saying, I do not believe in anything greater than myself. I, I believe that I am the epitome of greatness. I can't. I, Ricky Gervais would never uh, say dogma that. Dogma is dogma is dogma. Yeah. <laughs> no matter what side it comes from, it's all the same. I think the 12 Steps programs say this the best, right? <laughs> this was my argument. Believe in a power higher than you of your own understanding. Yeah? Yes. There's a higher power of your, whatever you understand that to be. For some people, it's a group of people, it's God, it's Charlton Hesh in the sky, it's Muhammad, it's Buddha, it's the universe, it's reality, it's the sun, whatever. It doesn't matter, right? We all know it's there. Call it what you want. It doesn't matter. Don't get hung up on the words. So would you still call yourself an atheist? <laughs> I like it. Don't get hung up on the words. An atheist is like not it. getting hung up on the words. So if we're going to have to be hung up on the words, then I would still call myself an atheist. I believe in the power of the universe and many things bigger than myself. And if we... If we, it's all, yeah, it's all semantics and it's all, you know, my but cultural background. You're wrong. <laughs> you're wrong about the meaning of the words. <laughs> I mean, it's like, what is, it, linguistics has so much power. Like if, yeah. if in order to make sense in a normal conversation based on my impression of surveying every person I've ever talked to in my entire life and how they define God, that's the definition that I have to go on in order to make sense of a conversation. <laughs> and the way that that is definition idea. is, I do not believe in that. This is an old argument. <laughs> I can see that. I think it's a lot older for her than it is for you. <laughs> a lot of pain coming out there, darling. What was that? <laughs> I mean, I, do, I think atheists are like the most, you know, prosecuted. Obnoxious people in the place of this world. Yeah. <laughs> you, have you been on our atheists? No, and I'm saying, of course, there's trolls. But do you see people like me, Aunt Beth, Ricky Gervais, any of these people who believe in I'm, I'm the being, power? And so much of it is about being a humanist and not wanting to let go of our... Yeah, of our, of of our individual greatness and all that, like the good that we can do. I mean, I don't see that at odds with believing in a power greater than. I mean, being believing in a power greater than yourself, which you know, whatever I you also, want to call it, great spirit of the universe, but you know, whatever. I suppose a big part of it is that wanting to have my own moral compass that comes from within and not out of and aversion I to punishment. And again, that's how my society, my cultural yeah, background, crazy. defines God. You can leave it there. There's nothing about it that's at odds with being not an atheist. You know, like you can still define you know, your spirituality as your own. In my belief, like what would what would you how would what would you call me? What do you want to call me? What do you want me to call myself? Certainly not an atheist. I mean, because I think that you then miss out on important lessons of of what it means to be able to pull strength from something outside of yourself. Do you see me missing out on those lessons? Uh, it is a, it is probably more of a semantical argument than saying the definition of atheists. There is no God. No, it's I don't believe that there is a God. Anyway, again, semantics. Big difference between saying there is no and I don't believe let's, that there is. Let's move on to the questions. So we have a set of questions that we ask every guest. We have covered a, several of them at the very least. Well, it would yeah. still be nice to get your like one word succinct to... Not that they have to be one word, but what is the most unrealistic thing you, you believe in? The most unrealistic thing that I believe in? Well, probably that I could keep fighting Muay Thai into my 50s. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful answer. <laughs> 
If there was one behavior or action you could get everyone in the world to do or stop doing, what would it be? I would want everyone in the world to wake up. Is that an action? It is, or is yeah. Is there an action that leads to waking up? Is waking yeah. up itself the action? It is the action. It is the action and the result of being aware. Yeah. Do, you, do you like Sam Harris? I don't know who that is. He literally wrote the book called Waking Up and has a podcast and called Waking Up and has a meditation app called Waking Up. Oh, he's, I guess I should Google that. He's a, he's a great mind. <laughs> okay. And I would also, yeah, he's another person who, who stirs a lot of debate between me and Trevor because I really side with, I feel like he's one of my most uh, philosophical twins ever. And uh, Trevor appreciates him, but has a lot of arguments. He's also very like anti-Muslim. And, and, uh, yeah, there's... <laughs> But he's generally, on the whole, very sharp and very on point. Uh, and he's even got some interesting arguments for the whole anti-Muslim thing. Check him out. Check Let us know out. what you think. <laughs> what is the most annoying thing about people? The most annoying thing about people? I, I can say the thing that's annoying about myself, right? Is deciding to get annoyed by someone else, mm. right? Deciding to let something that I have absolutely no control of annoy me. That's annoying. Yeah. It's a terrible vicious cycle. <laughs> That's a great answer. What is something that is really popular now, but in five years everyone will look back on and be embarrassed by? Um, yeah, I'm going to hope that it's uh, Instagram. Why Just Instagram? Up yeah. Because, because, other because, because I see... Media. Yeah, because I see... Um, I see my my niece and my young niece and nephew and their friends catastrophically expose themselves online. Yeah. Using that platform. That's I mean, fair. they're just going to use a different platform to catastrophically expose themselves. I think that's just like a symptom or a display of the for sure. Issue, but the... Hopefully, the next one won't be photographic. <laughs> I think it will be. It probably will be much more than that. Yeah. But that was a hope, right? It was a right. yeah. It was a right. theoretical possibility, <laughs> right? Or just use it differently. Yeah. But even that, you know, social media stuff. Yeah. I think there needs to be more, you know, education on how we use these things. I don't think it's the platform itself that's the problem. Yeah, but, but how do you educate it? Like a kid. Yeah. Yeah. How do you educate kids? <laughs> <laughs> kids these days. What is your favorite thing about yourself? I'm alive. Anything else? It's a fucking beautiful gift. <laughs> You know, it's all you need. What else could I ask for? You know, fuck, that's awesome. Yeah. How fortunate are we to be the... Seriously. A few chosen particles that came together into a consciousness. I mean, pretty amazing. It is stunning. What is the book that has most influenced your life? Yeah, choosing one would be really difficult. That's what we're asking. Yeah. And it's influenced, not favorite. It does, yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, influenced. Um, I I don't know if I can say one. I, I think, at least for me, I became aware of certain things, or I experienced certain things in in almost a progression. You know, that really works for me. And it would be really hard to just pick one of those in that process and say that that was the step, right? Okay, you can listen to Because I think a it's a process. Yeah. I think it's going to be uh, The Untethered Soul, 
the four agreements, uh, the power of now. Nice. Those are our most popular answers in a nutshell. The four agreements and the power of now. I, I don't think we've ever heard the untethered soul before. It sounds. I heard it. I heard it on somebody said it on Tim Ferriss's podcast. I, mean, I think it's on my list. It's funny how the same but... books pop up over and over. Yeah, again. everybody knows the truth when they hear it. Yeah. 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 Some people are really good at writing it. Yeah. <laughs> For our age, you know what I mean? Like 80, 90 years ago, we probably all would have said, you know, uh, Sermon on the Mount by Emmett Fox. Boom. Right? Because it's exactly the same message. Exactly mm-hmm. the same. But he writes it weird as fuck because he wrote it 100 years ago. Right? right? And just doesn't speak to us in the same way that our, the contemporaries do. What is your most embarrassing story from childhood? From childhood? Um, ah. Uh, I wasn't super young. I was like uh, 12, I think. And I was uh, a stagehand for a school play. And I was not wearing underwear. And while we were doing a set change, I tore this huge hole in the back of my pants like a nail or something. It was just like ass and balls hanging out like on the stage. Uh, yeah, like I mean, it fucked. I actually like, I obviously had been repressing that because I had to think about it. But now that I remember mm-hmm. it, I'm just like, oh my God. Aww. No, it was so bad. And like my, my, my parents were in another city and when they came like to come to the shower, I mean, they were like super late. They were always really late. So, I mean, I had to wait around like that for like two hours or something. It's like standing up against the wall Aww. in the hallway. Like, oh God, that was terrible. Yeah, I remember the feeling of the cold air, right? And I was just like, oh, no, <laughs> that did not happen. Yeah, no, it was terrible, terrible. What do you do to keep yourself sane and balanced? Sane and balanced. Um, <clears throat> yeah, a reading, uh, exercise, yeah, so rereading my kind of books you know or getting a new one um exercise is a huge part of that for me it always has been yeah always has been um it's meditation in motion you know mm-hmm. um yeah. actual meditation also right? in addition to training so do you find that, like, have you internalized the just read five books or do you like sort of have your five books and then also throw? Yeah, I have my five books and I also throw like new books in. I mean, you know, I don't want to be closed off to new ideas completely. That's, that's not me. I like that. I, Cause I've heard like, I like, I like re, even rewatching something things too. Yeah. Like, rereading. I enjoy it. And then like, I remember hearing something about how there's so much to experience in this world. Like there's maybe being overdramatic, but like, it's pathetic if you go back to the same same old story over and over again and i was like that really sucks because i really enjoy like yeah do what you want yeah i don't think it's true at all again richard buck you you don't want a a million answers as much as you want a few forever questions and also like he is the voice that speaks to me like i couldn't get those answers or questions from anybody else the way i get them from him like he he is who i need to go back to and every time i read him it is a totally different book like it's, I could read it only two months apart, and I would get something completely Absolutely. different. And Absolutely. yeah, and like that's not how it is for. Yeah. I've read a lot of books, I, like the ones that are my core books are my core books, for a reason. For a like reason. it's not it's not haphazard. Like they, I mean, they, you know, I didn't really actually like not like I feel like I chose them. Like I definitely feel like they chose me, or there was a resonance, or like I mean, they, it, it's not a choice. It's not like that's how it had to be. Oh, there's a really, really, really important book that I. I neglected to mention but it absolutely is in my it's sitting next to my bed right now <clears throat> which is uh be here now now be here 
Are you familiar with this? No. By Ram Dass? No. Ram Dass? I've just started learning about Ram Dass through a podcast. Okay. So this is like the hippie Bible, man. This is like the OG hippie <laughs> Bible. Um, I've got a copy of it. I'll take, uh, you take a look at it before you go. This is a really, really important one. Really, really important one. Uh, really important. I will add it to the e- list. Eckhart Tolle basically rewrote this book in a much more intellectual and modern way, mm-hmm. whereas Ramdas does it with like really low quality ink drawings. <laughs> like he's really not an artist, or he's really mm-hmm. not a, an illustrator at all. Uh, very childish mm-hmm. drawings, uh, but they're perfect. They're, they're perfect, actually. Mm. Yeah, he does it like on like paper bag paper like with a pen and you know just kind of writes it out but he he did the whole yogi path and that was his thing and hmm. uh, Eckhart had more of a zen monk path but you know one destination many paths but it's the same book they're, they're absolutely the same book I want to share with you one of my favorite artists who is the person who has this podcast who talks a lot about um, Ram Dass he does all these drawings that are yeah. like he's amazing but then they have words on them and they're just like yeah he definitely speaks my truth like every time i see one of his paintings i'm like god yeah you you just nailed it so oh so good rami nazir rami nazir is the that person's name text me that if you would yeah gladly for sure and you're gonna like you're you're gonna like to be here now now be your book a lot a lot (laughs) we'll report back we're we we're quitting TV upon moving to Copenhagen, so it's all books for at least okay. two months. Yeah. <clears throat> um, what is the most environmentally friendly thing you do, and the ma- main environmentally friendly thing you would like others to do? Uh, me personally, probably carrying a reusable shopping bag, because I live in Asia, and good lord, do they love plastic bags here. I mean, five items, seven bags. <laughs> Literally. Yes. I mean, that's not even an exaggeration. People don't live in Thailand or live in Asia. Like, man, you don't get it. Um, yeah, so a reusable shopping bag. Do you want to re-ask? <laughs> oh, it's why do people do small talk? That's how we phrase our question. Oh. Uh, it's, a <clears throat> question. it's a different question. Yeah, um, I, I don't even think they're aware of not doing it, right? It's just part of not being present, right? I, I think know. they do it to stay not present. Yeah, I think it depends on the, the type of small talk. Because yeah. we asked this question, we definitely had a very narrow view of it in mind that that knee jerk get into an elevator. Yeah. Hey, yeah. how's it going? Doing, Doing great. this podcast great. has made us much more open and accepting yeah. and appreciative of small I'm talk. I'm more jealous of people who are good. I'm not particularly good at small talk. Mm-hmm. I I always appreciate when yes, people are able are. to. I don't think so. I don't know. Just kind of shooting the shit like you're that. Like, Again, that's cool. really good. At just I, sort think, of I think it these. makes you uncomfortable, but I think you're good at it. I think you make other people feel comfortable. Yeah, but I don't think that's the same thing as small talk. I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, just the people that can have entertaining conversations about nothing. Like, I admire that. Like, it's, there's something. Like Seinfeld. All of Seinfeld. Like, yeah, like there's there's something to that. Well, that's our final question. Do you have any questions or anything else? Anything you'd like to plug or tell people to do or anything? No. I would really like to thank you for taking the time. Yeah, thank you guys. I appreciate All it. It was a good conversation then. again. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're such a wonderful delight to talk to. Thank you. So you guys, and congratulations again on uh, on your lives. Good job. <laughs> thank <laughs> nice you. Congratulations you. on your life, yeah. too. Yeah. Nicely yeah. done. Nicely done. <laughs> <laughs> Work in progress. Getting better all the time. Always. Yeah. Thank you. Bye. Thank you.